Selection Summer rolls on with the number 67 team in the country, the Georgetown Hoyas out of the Big East. David and I discuss Patrick Ewing's squad, what it looks like for next year, and furthermore with Georgetown. Hope you enjoy the show. This is Marathon March. Team number 67 of Selection Summer, the Georgetown Hoyas out of the Big East. And David, this is a team that they kind of became like a meme, like when we first started this this podcast and yep. for, for good reason. So those of you that don't know the story, what happened was Georgetown wins the Big East in 2021. They weren't supposed to make the tournament. It was complete bid steal. And their run, like it, it didn't like, like they didn't feel like a team that could win more games in the tournament despite be, like despite being a bid steal. And they were playing a good Colorado team in the first round. And so when we were doing our preview for, I think it was the East region, but yeah. we had this whole rant about how everyone was picking Georgetown and because they were a name, a national really, brand, yeah. when Colorado was better in every single way. And sure enough, Colorado beat them by 25. So that that's where this all started. And then the following year, which was last year, they go and they go six and twenty-five. They weren't the worst team in high major basketball last year. That was Oregon State. They were they were second worst. <laughs> but here they are, David, at number sixty-seven in our countdown. Yeah, I mean Georgetown. Look, obviously one of the most successful programs. You know, not not necessarily national championship wise. They're just known. They've always delivered a lot of great NBA talent. Whether that was Allen Iverson or. Um, you know, Patrick Ewing, who's now their head coach. I mean, you know, that's the thing. I mean, they have always they're, kind they're of been. They're giants. Yeah, I mean, like, you feel like they should be a program who should be successful year in, year out. And, you know, they're just not as successful as they are. But I think, you know, if there is a year for Georgetown to get back into the tournament and, like, you know, go about it in a similar way, not in a similar way, go about it in a better way, I should say, and I think this is that year. Yeah, and, uh, like, the problem with them being where they are is it starts with their head coach, unfortunately. Pa- Patrick Ewing is the, the worst coach in high major basketball. and Probably. Un- unfortunately for that program, he's such a legend there that it's up to him to be unselfish um, and say, I can't turn around this program. It, I have to step down for this program yeah. to get better. And I don't know when that's going to come about because, like, I don't think that they're going to be a tournament team, but they could hang around for long enough to, like, trend yeah. in the right direction. There's enough so, talent on the roster. Right. I mean, and there really is. Th- that's what we're about to go over. Last year, I've, I've looked at their, their Miyakawa player rankings, like, multiple times today before, before this show. Yeah. Like – they not only like were a bad team last year, like they had awful players. Like everybody on their team except for Donald Carey and Aminu Muhammad were really bad. They had yeah. three players last year that had a positive BPR. T- three out of ten rotation yeah. players with three hundred possessions each. Mm-hmm. They would, and you, it's they, a, it's a, that's why you can make that argument that like you know obviously Ewing is a is a bad coach, but mm-hmm. they have the team this year. They did not have the team last year. That's a guarantee. Yeah, they did no, not have that team they, last year. Like they brought in some high efficient guys that we'll yeah. get into. And like the first one I think I want to mention 
is Brandon Murray from LSU. Oh, yeah. LSU obviously had this, this huge exodus where Will Wade gets fired because of the NCAA stuff. Everyone except for one player leaves. And Brandon Murray, who was extremely efficient defensively last year mm-hmm. and will probably lead Georgetown in scoring this upcoming year, just he's a guy that could really help kind of turn this program around and change it for the better. Like you need guys like Brandon Murray that will just go, like they'll go play really hard and the guys will feed off his energy. He wasn't the featured offensive player at LSU last year. He wasn't the featured defensive player. Of course that was Tari Eason, but he's a growing player and he should be the featured offensive player and defensive player on this team this year. Yeah, Georgetown brings in two guys as transfers who are very highly re- you know, recruited out of high school. One of them, Brandon Murray, he was a four-star uh, on 247. I mean, he had an overall ranking of like 96. I, I say 96. I mean, it was like .9672 or whatever. I say 96. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is, I still can't pronounce his good name. Is it a cook, a cook? Yeah, a cook, a cook. A cook, a cook. The two of them, I mean, they're highly recruited guys, obviously – are transferring for a reason they want a new beginning but we know they have a ton of talent and Brandon Murray I really do think could be could, like I think he has big east all all team potential potential yeah for first team potential you know, for sure first first team I was gonna say any all team but I believe in first team you know I'm always an optimistic guy and I think Brandon Murray has that and the same goes for a lot of their guys who I think are gonna be really quality players for this Georgetown team it really just comes down to can Patrick Ewing put it all together I mean you look at this roster through and through Murray's obviously great a guy that I want to move to if that's okay it's Jay Heath the Arizona yeah. State transfer I mean the dude He's he's a small two like six three, but I think he's going to put the ball in the bucket for this team, and a team that lacked has really lacked scoring for a long time. I mean, obviously you've had great players, but Georgetown's never really known as like a, a running gun, offensive, explosive team, and I really do think that Jay Heath could bring that to this team. No, yeah, Georgetown two years ago when they were kind of playing better at the end of the year, their best offense was throw it into the post to Kudus Wahab, yep. who they brought back. This yes, year. sir. We were getting and, that. Um, who had a, like, listen, like, you think Georgetown's a bad situation f- for guys? Like, Kudus Wahab transferred away from Georgetown and somehow, like, got into a worse situation. Yeah. Like, Maryland was a mess. Like, Mar- Maryland fires Mark Turgeon, like, just very quickly into their season. Like, Danny Manning wasn't better. Yeah. And, like, it, it was just a mess for him. Like, he comes back to Georgetown and – this this was a guy that at the end of the season in 2021 he goes for 19 and a win win against Marquette. They won by 19. He goes for 17 in the first round against Villanova in the East tournament, and then he goes for double fit digits both other games in the tournament, and then has 20 against Colorado in the, in the NCAA tournament. So like, yeah, this is a guy that like when you want to like turn programs around, you need guys that are like familiar with what you want to do. It's something I've said about Dennis Gates bringing in some Cleveland State transfers at Missouri this yeah. offseason. And, like, I think Wahab, like, will understand, like, what Patrick Ewing wants to do and could be a leader for this team because he's familiar with the program. Yeah, and speaking of Danny Manning, just because you're mentioning him as another guy, I mean, who's like Ewing, a former NBA player who's going back to coach their alum, you know, where they went to school. And we've seen some success work out with that, but we've also seen – Penny Hardaway, Patrick Ewing, yeah. Danny Manning, 
who who they went they go to the NBA. They're above average players. I mean, Ewing and Penny were were great players, but like, and then they come back to to coach in college, and it's not as successful. So maybe that recipe just doesn't work out. And if that's the case, and that's the case, but I still think we we got to give Ewing some time. Who like if this is this? I'm not saying this is the year. This is the only year, but like he's got a t- he's got the team this year. You know what I mean? On paper, in June, he has the team. That could change in a couple months. I think they were kind of banking on, like, Aminu Muhammad being back. and Very big, obviously. That that would have been huge for them. I think he was both of our picks for – I know he year. was your pick for Big East Freshman of the Year last year. I think I picked Ryan Nemhard. But... There's a reason why he's currently um, with Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. I mean, like, him coming back would have elevated this team – to a different level, but like they don't have like a guy like him that'll go get them 25 in a game, but they have a bunch of quality players that they like Jay Heath could give you like 10, 10 a game in this team. A cook, mm-hmm. a cook will block shots and next to Wahab and hit threes. Like that front court's dirty, man. Uh, like they have way better players this year than they did last year. And mm-hmm. Is it pr- enough to co- overcome like a bad co- coach? Probably not. But like, like last year was such a disaster that like it's hard if you're a Georgetown fan not to be just a teeny bit excited about this team. Yeah, and that's why Muhammad would have been so big is because you mentioned the guards they got, whether that's Brandon Murray or you know Jay Heath or Primo Spears is, is another guy they bring in as well. Um, and then they have a ton of size as well. You know, a cook, a cook, Kudus Wahab. They bring in that LSU. What is that dude's name? I just had it pulled up. The LSU guy, uh, other LSU guy, Bradley as zero as yeah. You haven't mentioned him yet. He's good, but then like other than and they also bring in a really good recruit in a four star um, Denver Denver England, I think is his name, and um, yeah. and he's a, he's a high highly rated recruit as well. My issue is without Muhammad. I really don't like their wings and what they what they offer in between um, the guards and the bigs. And, and Muhammad just is a great small forward, you know, or just a forward in general. So I'm a little interested to see how they defend um, a lot of the in between, a lot a lot of the in between game in the Big East, which it's going to be an interesting conference this year. I mean, it's a super interesting conference this year. Might be, I mean, you, you can see a, you can see a lot of flipping. I mean, a lot of teams who were great last year who won't be as great. And a lot of teams who like Georgetown, they could surprise a lot of people. Who knows? Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention about this team is they do lose Donald Carey, who was yeah. probably their best guard last year. Um, he wasn't very good defensively. And they repl- they replaced him with Primo Spears, who was super inefficient last year on both ends at Marist. But yeah. or sorry, not Marist, du- Duquesne. Yeah, I think he's in Marist, and I knew you meant Duquesne. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, th- this could be a situation with him where just like he was on a, a good player on a really bad team, and his efficiency see numbers like are kind of inflated because of that. Like that happens a lot more than you you would think with, with guys. Like there there yeah. are good players that are just that really bad. Like it was the re- like it was the reason Aminu Muhammad's efficiency numbers weren't so good last year because his usage was just ridiculously high. Yeah, because he was on a team that. He literally that was like he was the only guy that could do anything. Yeah, and I mean that's what you're hoping for with Georgetown this year is more balance because there are uh, more guys who can do different things. You're not just relying on on your Murray, on your Caduce Wahab. Even though I do think Wahab is going to get a lot of touches 
You know, he's, he is going to be the focal point of the team just because he knows the system. He knows Coach Ewing. He knows um, he's, he's been here before. Obviously, this is stint number two. Um, going with the Booth Gotch route, which is a great route to go with. And, uh, <laughs> we love Caduce, and I hope he has a, a, a huge year. You know, in the Big East, a lot of great bigs. Adama Sonogo is a guy we talked about yesterday. Um, who and Ryan Kalkbrenner, two of the best bigs, not just in the Big East, in the country. So Caduce will have to have his workout out for him in a very physical league in the Big East. Um, and I'm super excited to actually watch this Georgetown team play, not just because of the guys we just mentioned, but because I think there's going to be an entertaining team, good or, good or bad, you know. I think they'll have some close games against like, – I really do think they'll have close games like the Villanovas, the Seton Halls, mm-hmm. you know, the Xavier. Yeah. Who knows? So r- real quick, let's run through their schedule, what we know real quick. Yeah. They actually – they literally like t- – half an hour before this came out like they got they just had a game announced they announced um the gava games yeah who they playing right and i believe they're a part of it yes northwestern will come to georgetown <laughs> um coach collins and so that's the, that's their gava games matchup they play um i'm pulling it up right now excuse me so they're starting the season or not starting the season, but they have an early season tournament um, where they're going to play Loyola Marymount and then the winner of Wake Forest LaSalle. That, if the, assuming they beat Loyola Marymount, yeah, uh, taking out from Gonzaga, yeah. but yeah, like that's a tournament like they they win and uh, like they should win. Wake Wake Forest could be a tough out just because Steve Forbes is a He's super a coach. good coach, but their talent isn't isn't great this year. And then the interesting one, the interesting non-conference games for them is November 30th, they're going to go to Texas Tech in a game I expect them to struggle mightily. Yeah. and That's a really tough spot for Georgetown. And then they have the return game to Syracuse this year. Yeah. Georgetown had six wins last year. Syracuse was one of them. In Georgetown, too. Georgetown, the Hoya Hoya faithful going to go nuts. So that's Jim Beheim. So Georgetown beat Syracuse last year in a game that I was avidly cheering for Georgetown in this in the KCOU studio. Yeah. We've had two episodes of Selection Summer, and both of them we've mentioned Georgetown versus Syracuse. Yep. My, my we should make it a goal in that, and we should not make it a goal. To we should not make it a goal, but we'll see how many how many more times you think we'll mention that in the next six next sixty six. Syracuse Syracuse did spoiler spoiler alert. Syracuse did not receive a single vote <laughs> for Selection Summer. They they are not in the top sixty eight. And I can tell you that looking at my database right now, I have ranked 86 teams. They are not one of them. So I'm very yeah. proud of myself. That's what happens when you lose a top 10 player in the country like Buddy Beheim. You know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Buddy Beheim, better than the number one overall pick in the NBA draft, apparently. Yep, apparently. <laughs> um, just to re- let's wrap this up real quick. David, what's your best case and worst case scenario for Georgetown? I look. I'm a realistic man. No, I'm not. But I'm an optimistic man. But I'm realistic. I, I do think this team can push for an at-large bid. Mm-hmm. But in reality, unless they don't, if they don't win their conference, I don't see them making the tournament. Just because of the how the math works, they got to pick up some road games. The Big East, man, and I mean that's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. So I I think best case legitimately is somewhere. Between fourth and like eight in the conference, and, and the worst case is what happened this past season. I I think I agree. I think like the best case scenario for them is eight Big East teams make the tournament and they're the eighth team. 
Like, yeah, I, I think I think, and like I like their talent, but I don't think it's going to be like oh, enough to overcome bad coaching easily. I think they could overcome it to a certain extent, but I, I think like if they if they make the tournament, like and are a bubble team, like even if they're a bubble team the entire way and just miss, like I think that, that you can look at that and be like, okay, this is a successful season compared to yeah. what we did. Like, especially after what happened last year. And then and like more individually, best case, Murray becomes Murray and Hopper both all conference players. Mm-hmm. His team wins 20 games. Primo Spears is under control. Primo Spears is under control. And, um, you know, Denver Aglin is an immediate impact. Yeah. I think and it's best I case like scenario. The, the worst case, like, Listen, this Worst team case, is not Brandon bad. Murray gets hurt. This team is not bad enough to win six to only win six games again. But no, I, I think like worst case scenario that win like three Big East games. And yeah, which, which that could happen. Like, like I don't feel like. First of all, I don't have them last in the in the Big East. That that's Marquette, whose roster is just absolutely awesome. abysmal. But like, listen, even if they're the worst team in the conference, like I can't, like I don't think anyone can comfortably say that, like, yeah, they're the worst team by far in this conference. Like, no, of course there, not. There is a lot of upside to this team. Now, if you were to pick Georgia to finish last, I disagree, but I wouldn't blame you just because of how mid Ewing is. Right. But if you look on paper, they're better than that. And we just got to see them put them together, which is the biggest, biggest. If. There's going to be a lot of teams that, like, if they can put it together, but Georgetown's super high on that list of if they can put it together. Yeah. You know what I mean, all right. Well, that's going to wrap up the Georgetown episode, team number 67 out of 68. We had Iona yesterday. Tomorrow, not going <laughs> to. Not gonna just not give you anything, but yeah, tomorrow to tomorrow you guys should tune in because we're discussing a, a Pac-12 team tomorrow, who actually had a very good finish to the season last year, was was kind of sitting around the the bubble with without really anyone realizing it. So mm-hmm. thanks, and guys. We'll be joined by guest Barack Obama. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. No fire around him because Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it.